0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the out to be podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode where I am chatting with Bree Noble, yes she is back, and we are talking all about setting yourself up for a successful release. We talk about all things from how much time to give yourself, how to know if you're rushing or not, how to actually get everything done without feeling stressed, delegating, and when you should release a music video if that's what you feel like doing. So it's such a juicy episode. And in it, we also talk about, you'll hear us mention a couple times, a free workshop that we have coming up on Tuesday, June 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So this free workshop is on how to confidently plan and execute your next release without feeling overwhelmed or regretting missed opportunities. So essentially, if you're planning a release, if you're planning to release any kind of music, whether it's a single, EP, or album, anytime in the next 18 months, honestly, this is the perfect time to plan. If you're thinking of doing something for fall or even for a holiday release, which I know a lot of people are, this is the best time to start planning and you do not want to miss this workshop it comes at the perfect time and so even if you are planning something for next year and you're even just kind of like thinking about releasing all the quarantine songs you've been writing again perfect time. So you're going to want to join us on this free workshop. Again, it's called How to Confidently Plan and Execute Your Next Release Without Feeling Overwhelmed or Regretting Missed Opportunities. It's happening on Tuesday, June 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you're not quite sure if you can come live, just register anyway, and we'll make sure that you get the training. So you can register by heading to release.brenoble.com slash katie. As always, the link will be in the description of this podcast episode and in the show notes. But again, that link is release.brenoble.com slash Katie. I'm really excited to see you all there and I'm really excited to hop into today's episode. I know that there's been a lot of stress happening and a lot of... External focuses in our world that maybe took our eyes off of music, rightfully so. I don't know about you, but I spent the last week really doing my research and educating myself around our police system and the Black Lives Matter movement and how I can be a better anti racist ally, just like I discussed on last week's episode. So there's a lot going on right now. I want to take a moment to just take a deep breath. remind you that it's okay to take some space. It's okay to implement some self-care. And it's also okay to get back to business and get back to what you do best as an artist. We can spread our love, our messages, and we can bring people together with music. And so while I encourage you to continue to do the work, to educate yourself, to stay up to date with what's going on, to be outspoken, to call congressmen or whoever you need to call based on whatever is going on and really fight for the issues that you believe in. Vote. Do all of those things. I encourage you to do all of those things, but you don't have to only do that. You can do that and continue to be the artist who is showing up and inspiring people and sharing this message and sharing your message of love and equality and inclusion and whatever you stand for every single day. So that being said, you might be thinking, I can't do any of this right now. I can't go back to work. It doesn't feel right. I encourage you to Ask yourself why and ask yourself how you can maybe just incorporate all of these things that you've learned and experienced over the past week or maybe years, (laughs) hopefully years, you know, if, if we've all been paying attention and really start to bring that into a core part of your message and what you're doing and how you're showing up every day. Because this isn't some sort of stunt. This isn't some sort of one week thing. We have to be doing this work consistently. So, I just wanted to take a moment to check in with you guys before this episode starts, because, like I said, I know that it might be a little weird to just dive back into normal, quote unquote, but really, we have to find our new normal. And our new normal is going to be a combination of doing our music, planning for the release, learning, executing, everything like that, as well as doing that personal work, continuing to educate yourself on the social issues, and including that if you feel so compelled into your mission as an artist okay so pep talk over rant over check in over let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode with brie noble hello brie and welcome back to
1: the out to be podcast Ah, oh, i'm so happy to be back i think it's been like six months
0: excited it's a little bit but i'm really really excited for what we're going to talk about today so I'm just going to give the listeners what they want from the beginning and tell them that we have something really exciting coming up, which is a how to confidently plan and execute your next release without feeling overwhelmed or regretting missed opportunities webinar. But on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the mindset things and just stressful things that happen during a release and how we can actually cope with that, and then you can go even deeper on this on our webinar. So to start out, I wanna talk about some mindset stuff because I feel like one of the biggest things that musicians run into when they're starting to plan a release is simply some thought patterns that can come up of like, should I even do this? Is this even something that I can accomplish? So my question for you is what are some of the most common limiting beliefs you see that come up around a release? And then how do you recommend uh, musicians Deal with it and move forward from them.
1: Well, I mean, I think that this kind of stems from the whole, you know, the old music industry of like you have to have a label to release. Like we all know that's not true now. Yeah. But I think that we have this thing in the back of our mind, like, but okay, so I don't need a label. But wasn't there a reason that they had labels before? Like, because they know so much more than I do, and and you know, so maybe then I need like a manager who knows more than I do, or you know, some, some kind of person, an indie label or something, um, that I can't possibly do this all myself because before we needed a label to do that. So I'm not professional enough. Um, you know, who am I to like release a song? I need permission. That's another one too. Like, that's where, what the labels also used to do. It's like, you had to get this, uh, decision maker to say like, you are now good enough to release music. And anyone can release it now, which is great, but we we'll probably often have this thing in the back of our mind of like, I need someone to tell me this is good enough to put out there.
0: Wow. I didn't even think about the permission perspective of it. That really adds another layer because I think that, oh my gosh, such a good point. There's so many artists now who are really doing it all on their own, but because they're doing it on their own, it can kind of leave room for self-doubt and questioning and wondering simple things like, what song should I put on it? You know, what's the process I should take? And I think that when you're doing it on your own, I see a lot of imposter syndrome come up of like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I know how to do this. So obviously you're a coach, you teach on this, so (laughs) you provide a very easy solution. But what do you say to artists who have that sort of self-doubt or imposter syndrome, however you want to identify it, come up and it's kind of holding them back from actually diving in and, and doing what they really want to do.
1: Well, I just, I try to lay it out for them. Like, you know, this is just a process that anyone can follow. And it's just like, you know, a lot of them have released CDs in the past, but like the whole like digital release and being on Spotify and stuff feels overwhelming and scary to them. Uh, like more, like they're being seen more than just kind of like releasing a CD in their own town. And you know, a lot of people that I work with are, we're used to that model um, as independents. And so just realizing that like, you know, go on Spotify and listen to other artists that you know, that have released and compare your music to them. And like, does it hold up? And if, you know, ask some friends or even get some, get some outside critiques. That's one of the things I I teach in my Rocky Next release framework is like, there is definitely a process for figuring out what songs you should put on your album or EP and not everything that you write belongs there. (laughs) Cause I I find that people either like are really stressed out and they don't know if it's good enough. So they don't release, or there's the people that just release every single thing they ever wrote because they need it to be out in the world. And it's like, Let's be honest. Not every song needs to be released.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my so god. I, I
1: kind of give them a process of like this. This is a very like tangible way to figure out which things should be released and which shouldn't. And there's like these ten different criteria. I'm very analytical, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually, I think it's great compliment to what you do because I'm I'm more analytical and like tangible. And then you know you help people with the other side of the, the mental, mental health side, and the stress, and the overwhelm, and all that. Um, but I think that there are tangible ways to deal with the overwhelm, and it's just by creating a system so you can just kind of check all these boxes and be like, okay, I did this research, I figured out, I got all these different um, like metrics on which songs I should choose, based upon, you know, my feelings about it and others people, you know, people's feelings about it that like have some kind of clout in the industry, Um, people that are my fans, you know, how much is it going to cost to like actually put this song the way that I want it to be on a recording? So there's all these different factors that you can use to actually get some data of like, is this song a good idea to be released or not?
0: Yeah, and I totally agree. I think even though I deal with overwhelm (laughs) so (laughs) frequently with my clients and and on the podcast, we talk about that a lot. Sometimes, probably like 60 to 75% of the time, a lot of overwhelm, either it means you need to like stop and take a step back and give yourself a break, or it means you just need to figure out what's the next thing that I can do and you need to have guidance or have a plan. So in a way, you know, we want to avoid overwhelm by being prepared and having wellness and yada, 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 but it also does come down to having those tangible steps. And I love what you said and the tips that you gave about figuring out what are your good songs? How can you see where do you fit in musically? Who do you compare to? Things like that. Because that those are tangible steps you can take instead of getting caught into like perfectionism, overwhelm, and feeling like everything has to be perfect, or indecisiveness. Which are those are two big things I see. I don't know. Do you, do you see those too, Brie?
1: Oh yeah. No. And and I see a, a lot of times what people say to me is like, I mean, their version of what overwhelmed is like my brain keeps going in circles. Yes. Yeah. Because it's that like analysis paralysis thing. Um, and that's where like having the steps and then like actually getting data, like I was talking about of like, which song should I release? Like people think, some people think data is overwhelming, but actually once you get the data and you can look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, this actually makes this decision very clear for me.
0: A hundred percent. And I think I agree. I just totally agree. It's like that can reduce so much of the overwhelm. Now, do you ever see people who, they have all of the data in front of them, but even still, they're feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so many decisions I have to make. There's so much I have to do in order to get there. I have the path, but I'm still feeling like it's really, really daunting. Do you see that happening a lot? And if so, how do you recommend musicians approach it?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of steps and different areas you need to focus on in relation to releasing an album or EP. And that's kind of what I break down in in the webinar that we're going to do. Like there are these eight different areas and you really need to keep them all in mind as you're going through the process. And you can't ignore any of them because they're all things that need to be done simultaneously. So I'm going to start that by saying, like, I totally get why you're overwhelmed because it's true you can't let any of these things fall by the wayside. But there is a, you know, if you've got the right tools in front of you, then not only do you know what to do next and you can just have a very clear, like I'm very big on the, like, let me just check some things off the list and make me feel like I really got a lot accomplished today. Yeah. But on top of that, you know when you need to bring people in to help you. So if there are certain things along the way that you know you need to do, but you really don't like them or you just don't feel very comfortable with doing them, you feel like you just don't have quite enough knowledge, um, bring people on your team and you know exactly when you need to bring them in if you've got a timeline and a step-by-step checklist
0: kind of system on what to do when. That is gold. Outsourcing is so underrated. Do you agree with this Brie? I feel like sometimes there's indie musician and then there's like musician signed with a label and sometimes it feels like it's such extremes and indie musicians don't often see or recognize that like even though you're not signed to a label and you don't have a full team yet, you can still outsource. Whether it's a really small outsource like having someone create one graphic for you for 20 bucks, or whether it's bringing on a full PR team to help you with this specific release, or maybe even long-term. There's like, there's levels in between where you can get support and you can get help and really focus on your strengths. Cause a lot of that stress and overwhelm comes from doing things that you don't like doing or literally are not good at. (laughs) But do you agree about like the spectrum and, and finding your place on it so that you can really maximize your potential and get that help?
1: Yeah, I so agree. And I think the important part about outsourcing is that do not outsource because you don't understand a thing and you just want someone else to deal with it. Because every time I've done that in my career and my business, I've been disappointed and frustrated because I had no way to measure whether they were doing a good job because I didn't understand what a good job was.
0: Yeah. That's (sighs) so important.
1: Yeah. And so I feel like you need to be educated in anything that you outsource first. That doesn't mean you have to do it, but you need to know like, what would be a good outcome from this? What kind of time is it going to take to do this thing? So then you're setting up whoever you're hiring for success. And so having a system where you know like exactly what you need to do when then you can just hand them the system and like, okay, do these 10 things. And I believe it's gonna take you 10 hours and I'm gonna pay you this much and everyone's gonna be happy. Um, But just saying like, I don't wanna deal with PR because it's big and scary. Um, And so I'm gonna spend $5,000 to bring in a PR person. And then you really don't even know if you got what you wanted out Mm. of that because you have no measurement. And a lot of times people are just, when they spend that kind of money, they're just like, I'm not even sure. I have so many people say to me, like, I spent $5,000 on PR and I don't even know what I
0: got. Yeah. You know? And that does not leave you feeling confident when you're no. trying to release something. So yeah, that, especially when there's money and large amounts of money, it's so important, but such a great point. I had a business coach once who has a multi-million-dollar business and At one seminar with her, she was talking about exactly that, how she did everything in her business first so that she knew how to do it and she knew what to expect from others and what she actually liked, what she was good at, what she was time efficient at and what was worth outsourcing. So you don't have to be an expert in everything, you know, don't put that much pressure on yourself, but it is really important to know what the process is for things and what you, especially if you're hiring someone, what you expect from them and what you want to see from yourself and from who you're working with. So that's such a good point.
1: Yeah. And for those people that are like afraid to hire someone because you just don't think anyone will do it the way you do it and all that, I totally get that because I've been there before. But let me tell you, once you start outsourcing, it's like so addictive. I just, (laughs) I I hired a new VA at the beginning of this year. And then now I hired like a a high level, like affiliate manager and, and doing some higher level things that only I could do before. And I'm like, what else can I delegate? You know, I'm just so happy to be able to have people that I trust on my team so I can have more time to do the things that are in my zone of genius. And I know for you guys, it's, it's music. It's yeah. really doing an amazing job with your recording or, you know, doing some live streams to promote your upcoming release. Like no one else can do that except for you. So make that like mental and physical space to be able to do those things well.
0: Yeah. And a big reason why outsourcing is helpful too is because it opens up your time. So Mm. speaking of that, you are an expert in time management and setting goals. So what tips do you have for how we can support ourselves from a wellness, but I know you're not a wellness coach, but like a wellness and a time management perspective so that we are able to actually see the journey progress, see us reach our goals, but not feel overwhelmed day to day, week to week, month to month.
1: Yeah. I just always go back to my do three things a day formula because it just works. Like it works for me because if you try to put more than three things in your brain in a day, it makes you automatically start out overwhelmed. But if you've you've got like this list of things that need to be done and you've got it very well defined and you've got it prioritized, then you can just choose those top three things that you need to do at the beginning of the day and do those things. And then when you get done, you can be like, okay, I feel accomplished. Now I'm going to go do something else. Or that was easier than I thought. I'm going to do some more things on my list. But at least you don't, you never start out feeling overwhelmed when you only choose three things. And I still do this all the time. I mean, even after I started doing it about five years ago, like it's still my go-to method to make sure that I don't feel overwhelmed every day.
0: I love that method. I mean, we've talked about this before because we both love time management. (laughs) (laughs) One of the biggest mistakes I see artists making is wanting to rush their release. Now, they might not think that they're actually rushing it, but I'll have a lot of clients come to me or just talk to them in the DMs and be like, oh, I just decided I'm gonna release this thing in two weeks or next month. And I always have like deer in headlights, like, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It's going to be too much. You're going to feel overwhelmed. Like, especially if they already feel like they don't quite know what steps they want to take to get there. I am always pushing for take more time to do it. Really take space, get prepared, feel really confident with your release and don't rush it. What is your take on that? Do you see people running into that issue and wanting to rush their releases?
1: Oh man, all the time. Um, and that's why I created this like 12 month runway. And when people hear that, they're like, oh my gosh, you're telling me I have to, you know, from the the minute I decide I'm going to create a lease, it, release, it's going to be 12 months. Well, there are things along the way that could shorten that. Like maybe you record from home. And so you have more control over your recording time. But after talking to so many artists and, and going through it myself, but specifically like asking them, what do you wish you had? in your release process and they all said more time. And when I said, well, what do you think about like a nine month roadmap here? And they're like, you know what? I would make it 12 because I wish I had planned earlier. I wish I had more. Buffer time
0: yeah. in there,
1: so you know. I I was really going to start with nine months, and I went to some people that I trust and said, "Mean planning stages and building in a lot of time to be at the mercy of other people's schedules. You're, you know, you need to get the studio and the producer you want, and you, then you need to deal with their schedule with mixing and mastering and everything. Right, it's so like true. That. Yeah, but really, you need to give yourself a good amount of time for the marketing runway, and I also. I encourage people to release singles, like on the journey to the full release. And I like, I like three singles because I feel like it's just kind of that sweet spot of, like, you don't wanna feel like you're promoting a single every month until the end of time, it would be exhausting. Yeah, but that would be, oh my gosh. <laughs> it gives you a chance to focus on each release along the way and make it special and utilize, whenever you put something new out there, it gives you a new opportunity to get in front of people and a new reason to approach press, to approach podcasts or blogs or, you know, Spotify playlists or go out in front of people on social media and talk about something different. And so you want to maximize those opportunities. And if you just go like, I'm going to release my album all at once, it's going to be, you know, in two weeks from now, you've missed out on so much promotional opportunity, that promotional runway that could really kickstart your fan base.
0: A hundred percent. And I think, you know, if your expectations for the album are that you don't really care who listens to it or, you know, what playlist it gets on or if it gets any press, then sure, go for it. Rush it out. If you're a hobbyist, sure, go for it. Rush it out. But if you want to treat this as a business and you want to maximize your results, it's in your best interest to give it, due justice. Like you worked on these songs, you went in the studio, you poured your heart and soul into it. Why wouldn't you want to see it really make an impact and make a big impact that comes from taking the time to plan it out? So yeah, totally like,
1: agree. Wow. And even for the hobbyists, like if you guys think about how much money you are spending True. on recording this album. Yeah. And even if you're recording from home, like what did it cost to set up your studio? How much time are you spending? Cause I know- that if you're recording from home, you're putting a lot more time in than you would have being in the studio because we sit there and we tinker with everything over and over again, right? So like value that. And maybe you're not somebody that needs to make a full-time living from music. You still want to break even so you can make another album later.
0: Oh my gosh. This day and age, I feel like a lot of people just Cancel out like oh, I'm just not going to make any money from my release. So, <laughs> but well, that's which is not true. But it, it's really easy to not think about. Okay, if I actually do these steps, I can make money from my release because there's just like this assumption of like streaming. You don't get paid, so it's not even worth it. Um, which is such a bummer. I feel like it. It really. It really stops people from being able to again see it to its fullest potential.
1: Yeah, I totally, and I mean, even if you're thinking in the currency of fans, right, if you're thinking, all I want to do is, you know, get another thousand people on my email list from this release, like that can lead to money in the future. Now, I always encourage people to try to make money along the way as well. You know, I teach things like a short crowdfunding campaign, getting sponsorships, um, doing a pre-order campaign for your actual physical CD and merch, all those things that you can do along the way. But even if all you ended up with was a thousand more people on your email list, that's going to serve you. That's an asset that will serve you later on down the road in your career.
0: I have to ask you this though, because I love that you have the 12 month process, but even the first time I read it, I was like, am I patient enough for that? Like, I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I think that we are, As a society, we love that instant gratification, which is why we want to rush our releases in the first place. We just want to get it out, get it out. And so I'm sure you get a lot of people who are kind of like, "Eh, I want more time, but I'm kind of scared when I see that number. So what do you say to people just to kind of wrap that up when they say like, it seems long. I don't know. I can just do it on my own.
1: Well, I mean... Sure, you can. You can do it on your own. You can also use my system and and change it around if you want. You can shorten it if you want. You can do whatever you want. But my promise is that you will come out of this without regretting missed opportunities. And if Mm -hmm. I'm going to make that promise, then I have to give you all the time that you need to actually get there. And so that's why I'm standing behind the 12 months. Now, you're welcome to use my system however you want. And I have people coming like, oh, can I release two singles? Can I release four singles? Like, yes, of course you can. You can alter it. I'm just, I had to choose one specific path in order to teach it in a certain way. And, you know, of course people can use pieces of it if they want to just use it to only promote a single or you know whatever they want to do but right. if you really want to come out of the process feeling like I did the best I could with this release and I don't regret a single thing and I never felt overwhelmed I was just I just had my checklist and I just did everything and I feel really good about it then that was why I set it up the way I did
0: I love it I love it okay so <laughs> like we said we're going to be talking all about this On the upcoming webinar, How to Confidently Plan and Execute Your Next Release Without Feeling Overwhelmed or Regretting Missed Opportunities, you can head to release.breenoble.com slash katie to sign up. Before we wrap up, I actually want to talk a little bit on after the music is already out. What things can we keep in mind about keeping our positivity up, keeping our momentum up, and continuing to not be overwhelmed? after the music's actually out there
1: well i mean i think that we'll already come into it feeling really good about what we've done so i think that helps i think it helps to already start with a a really positive feeling like i've really put everything i can into this and and i'm feeling really good about it but we have to remember that like once the music is out that doesn't mean that promotion is over um it's interesting though, that most people think that once the music is out, that's when promotion begins. But like, almost for me, it's mostly all before it comes out. Obviously, once it comes out, you're going to be, and I encourage like doing a lot of shows around it, whether they're, you know, online shows or shows in person, like whatever we can do. Um, That's something that we're building up along the way and we're scheduling and because you can't like wait till the release comes out and then be like, oh, I think I need to schedule some support shows. Like then it's too late. Yeah. Because the venues are all filled up or you know, people are busy. So you need to be thinking about that in advance. But if you've got those built in and you've, you know, created the schedule of your support shows after the release is over, that's really gonna help get the word out about it beyond what you've already done in the pre-launch phase. And also I do recommend that you release some kind of video afterward Mm -hmm. just for another little spike in that, that interest level of like and a new thing to talk about around your release. Cause some people are like, Oh my gosh, I want to release my video and my song on the same day. And I'm like, that's the worst idea ever. I get like, that sounds really cool, but you're just completely cutting the amount of PR that you could get out of it in half by doing that. It's more about how many times can you have something to talk about around your release. So I encourage people to release their video like three months afterward.
0: Oh, I didn't, that, I didn't realize that far in advance. I like that though. Cause it really does kind of keep the momentum up instead of just feeling like, all right, I just worked for a year and it's out there and I guess I'll just go like take a nap. I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's different from, I mean, like online course creator to course creator. Like it's different from the kind of launches that we do because when it's over, it's over. Yeah. Whereas when you release music, like that's kind of the beginning Like there was still all the pre-launch stuff, but now it's there. Like you've, you've built it up. You've gotten all these people to do Spotify pre-save and now they're getting all notified about it. And now's your opportunity to like rally the troops behind it and say, you know, thank you so much for like pre-saving on Spotify and listening to it. And it would be so awesome if you'd be willing to share this with at least one friend, if you like the song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, such a good tip to end it on. I love it. Oh, so good. Like we said, you're going to catch more. So if you are, if you are loving what we've talked about, if you are releasing something in the near future or thinking about releasing music, you have to join us on this upcoming webinar that we are hosting together. Brie, we've talked about it a lot, but is there anything else that we're going to touch on in this webinar that you want to mention? we're
1: definitely going to talk about the three big mistakes that artists make around releasing music and make sure that that's not you having that mistake next time because i'm going to show you how to fix that um you know some of it's just like confusion about how the system works and how it used to work in the old industry and all that stuff and we're going to clear all that away um and then you know since it is like a 15-month process like if you're thinking of releasing music anytime. Like in the next two years, I encourage you to come because it just gives you a really good big picture about what you need to be thinking about in the future. Like if you're just at the point of, I'm starting to write songs for a new album, that's a perfect time for you to come. But if you're like, I just recorded the album, but I haven't started promoting it yet, then that's also a perfect time for you to come.
0: Yes, totally. And I know a lot of people are they've been in quarantine, they're writing away right now, they have a whole (laughs) slew of songs, yeah, right?
1: (laughs) So Yeah, there is gonna be like a deluge of releases in the fall, I think. I
0: know, I know. So it's a great time now, like Brie said, even if you're not actively, you know, you don't have a date yet that the release is gonna come out, but you're kind of starting to think about it and you have a lot of songs to work with. It is a perfect time, plus it's free, so you have nothing to lose, just come Totally, and And you
1: know know what, what? I I just thought of this, but I'm gonna mention this if you have been thinking about releasing a holiday album come to this workshop because this is perfect timing for that and i have so many people that come to me in like september and they're like i was thinking about releasing a holiday album like you don't have enough time for that you need to have thought of that in the spring so this is the perfect time for that
0: ah yes this is like it really is the perfect time. I mean, we couldn't have picked a better time to do this <laughs> between quarantine, between the holidays coming up, you will have enough time to prepare for any release that you have. So again, head to releasebrenoblecom slash Katie to sign up. It's totally free. We cannot wait to hang out with you there. Brie, up until then, and of course, after, where can we connect with you, hang out with you, learn from you?
1: Oh, you got to come check out my podcast, The Female Entrepreneur Musician. Of course, I had Katie on there oh, like a month ago. So um, it's a great, great show for anyone who's interested in understanding the business side of music. And I focus on females, which is even better. So that's at femmusician.com. F is in female, E is an entrepreneur musician.com.
0: Love it. Okay, so thank you so much, Brie, for coming on. And we will see you all for our free workshop. Cannot wait. Bring your favorite drink.